Hello, Dungeoneers. Welcome to Applied Dungeoneering, the D&D 5e actual play podcast that's finally begun to think about its future as it gets closer to episode 100. I'm Josh, the Dungeon Master, and I'm joined, as always, by my friends and co-hosts. We have Daniel here, a literal prophet. Yes, it is I. The lizard butterfly god. <clears throat> I have returned. Ooh, continuity. <laughs> yes, continuity indeed. I have not decided whether I will forgive you or consume you, AJ. What? No, that was that was a different character. I hold on. Forgive you or consume you. He's breaking the fourth wall, Josh. I can't. I can't <laughs> help that. <laughs> part about Worship part of being a prophet. It's part of being a prophet. I bring much wisdom in lizard stuff. That's okay. I plan for this. Ooguu. What? Don't know what? I don't know what that was, but <laughs> Janelle's here too. Name. And honestly, she's just better at planning than I am. So I don't know. Maybe she'll be able to help us move on from whatever that was. Yeah. So I'm thinking uh, this episode that we're going to be doing here, it's going to be great. Uh, not gonna die that's the plan the plan is oh, to have no. Bez no, make no it. red flags here nope, not gonna none, die not gonna die gonna live a happy happy long life yay Vez. all the way to episode 100 and then she'll definitely die. not jinxing yourself nope she'll I'm, gonna die make a sure Bez, I'm gonna make sure Vez dies at episode 99 damn it. and a half <laughs> and a half like halfway through yeah, halfway. No, at the very end. Right at the very end. The, yeah. the, the exit music. Seconds. She dies, and then. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> it's out of my hand. That's the future. Damn it! I tried so hard, Bez. I'm so sorry. Obviously not that hard. You just said she was gonna make it. You uh, jinxed it, Rose. You, you, she'll you, be fine. You just, you just jinxed it. Well, I'm sorry. Maybe you can get some help because Nate's here. And I don't even think he's aware of the concept of time anymore. He's transcended. I think he's the only one who can help you at this point. Yes. I understand all. I see all. I know what the answer is. It's at the end of the cave. Theo, hurry up. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Theo, faster. Talking about Why are you wasting wall? time killing the dragonborn when you should be throwing your body at him? <laughs> you shouldn't be killing the dragonborn. Daniel, this is your fault because you broke the fourth wall with your butterfly. <laughs> Daniel has destroyed the fourth wall. The fourth wall was what was protecting this podcast, and now it's going to seep into the narrative. And now the seeped into the narrative is Alduin the World Eater, and the Dragonborn must stop him. What? That's just plagiarism. That's not even fourth wall breaking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ding -a -ding -a yeah, you better be <laughs> careful. Todd doesn't take kindly to people doing stuff like that. <laughs> Todd. <laughs> this is just a mod. This is just a hey. Listen, well, I bought Skyrim like seventeen times. Okay, Todd. Todd and I should be best friends at this oh point. Oh my god, this is so silly. Seventeen times. I'm sorry, but there was an eighteen to join the fan club. Ooh, dang it. Oh, Daniel's not a real Skyrim <sighs> and the fan. The secret, and the secret to your eighteenth copy is at the end of the cave. So let's hurry up. And actually, I really, I really <laughs> like this reference because uh, dragons are all about the flow of time in the Elder Scrolls, oh. like in the deep lore. So, no, they're that was not. pretty. That was a pretty good pull, Daniel. I appreciate that. This is the lizard butterfly? I have the strongest. Okay, he did thumb. it completely on accident. <laughs> all right, well, Joel's here too, and honestly, I'm curious about what your plans are for the future of this show. I'm presuming they're going to be fewer accidents and more purposeful strides forward. Well, yeah, Josh, my ultimate goal for Applied Dungeoneering is uh, actually for this to be a cooking show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I wanted it to be a cooking show by, like, episode 25 or so, but that hasn't panned out. Um, I'm doing my best, though. I'm gathering recipes. We're going to be cooking many things by episode 92. <laughs> Mark my yeah. words. Yeah. If that's yeah, ninety-two. Mm -hmm. I mean, we did Episode make sandwiches that one time. Gonna be a no, we didn't. That is going to be a cooking show. <laughs> no, we literally, we literally did. No, show. we didn't. It was so. It was like a it whole was kitchen. So fast to correct it. We're like, we no. had everybody in the whatever. Besides, making sandwiches isn't cooking, AJ. Well, Joel, that sounds like a really good idea. I think we'll try our best to make that happen. We're not going to make it happen, but awesome. So finally. We have AJ. 
who honestly hey. I think does a little too much planning, in my opinion. I I don't I don't see where that's coming from. I mean, I just have I mean I have an itinerary for the next like seven months of just things I'm going to do day to day, and it's just you know it's basically just a big checklist, you know, just to get things done. It's, it feels great to get a checklist. It's just you know it's just like oh, so you're saying this podcast on. is just a checklist for you? Well, no, this is part of a checklist, it's not even a checklist. It's like one dot on the checklist, just like oh, I did that in the wow. weekend. Wow, wow. I mean, I get my full Actually, effort. I thought, you cared, like, I thought you cared about the future of the podcast. I, I do. That's why it's on the checklist. You should but be it honored, should be its Josh. Own check. It should be more than its own checklist, and yet you've degraded it to the point where it's not even like it's barely a part of your checklist. It's just, hey, listen, it's not the size of the checklist, Josh. It's it's how you complete the checklist. I'm sure you've heard that plenty of times, huh? Oh, oh. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> It hurts, Josh. It hurts. Well, I'm hurt too. And you know what? Unlike you, AJ, I'm going to focus on the future of the podcast. <laughs> and do you know what's in the? Do you know what is in the future of this podcast? <gasps> Me the end dirty. of the cave. Yes, to both of your answers. We are going to delve into this cave, and we're going to get Daniel dirty. But most importantly, we're going to play D and D. Yes. So. Before we get started, I will give us a quick recap, and then we will jump back into the action. So last episode, following a tearful departure from their longtime companion, Tuo, who was sent back home with his tail between his legs because his owner did not want to bring him on adventures anymore. That is not what happened. Our party... Shut up, AJ. I'm giving the recap. <laughs> Our adventuring party ventured into the lakeside cave. After traveling through the flowing waters at the floor of the cave, our adventurers failed to sneak up on a group of mercenaries who were standing guard at the cave entrance. So they were forced to jump into action and engage them in battle so that they could continue deeper into the cave. However, these mercenaries seemed to show a certain level of recognition towards Gunner. And it seems that now his past may be coming back to haunt him. So we will jump back into our scene now. Our adventurers are in a small skirmish with a group of four mercenaries, three humans and a dragonborn. They are in a small chamber of this cave where it's kind of widened out a little bit. Uh, the ceiling's towering above them and there are cracks and holes in it that are letting some daylight shine through and glinting across the river, flowing across the floor of the cave as they fight. Right now, Gunner is engaging with two of the mercenaries who are swinging at him with their weapons. Vez is going toe-to-toe with a mercenary who is too stupid to put his crossbow away. And Fio is standing his ground against the great sword-wielding Dragonborn. All the while, Jasper and Aegon are still hanging back at the mouth of the cave, flinging spells at these enemies as they engage their allies. So, Vez, you are at the top of the combat round. What are you going to do against this crossbow-wielding idiot? Hit him some more. That usually works. <laughs> yeah, that's what she's really good at. So we're going to try that. See, give him the good old one-two smack real quick here. That'll be 17. That'll match as they see again. Man, you are yeah. really rolling a lot of 17s right now. I'm rolling a lot of 11s. Plus six. So that is what I'm rolling a lot of. (laughs) Well, that's only four damage. So that's a a light smack. There. My dice was offended that you said it was rolling a lot of 17. So it rolled a 16. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Just to be different. On the dice. Okay. okay, On the dice. You got to clarify. I usually. I rolled a 16 on the dice plus six. Um, There you go. That's a 22. That's a 22, and that's 8 damage. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Vez is able to lunge forward, and she lands a smack with her foot against the mercenary, and he stumbles back, and then she's able to clobber him across the chin with a punch, and he reels back. He's bleeding from his mouth, and he's like, You witch, I'll shoot you! Try me. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, I will. Excellent. Will you though? <laughs> All right, so is that the extent of Vez's turn? Yeah. All right, so the Dragonborn is going to go, and he's going to pull a tricky move because Aegon's bonfire is roiling underneath him. So what he's going to do is he is going to... Actually, actually, he can't do any sneaky moves. I just realized he'd still take an attack of opportunity from Theo. Uh, so he is just going to take a sidestep so that he is still engaged with both Vez and Theo, but he's going to step out of the bonfire space. And then he is going to make a swing at Theo and then a swing at Vez. So he's just going to swing his greatsword in a circling arc. Okay, he gets advantage against Theo. Yes. I... Rolled a two on both dice. <laughs> With the advantage? Lol. With advantage. That's amazing. Yeah, that's a lot of amazing. So that's going Roll for a natural 20 against <laughs> me. <laughs> well, I did not roll a natural 20 against you. I rolled a 14. Well, that won't do it, friend. Yay. <laughs> See, he makes a wild swing, probably because he's getting out of the fire that should not have hurt him as much as it did. And it's going to swing in an arc, and it's going to miss both of you. But you can feel the wind kind of whistle as the blade snaps right in front of your face. And then we're on to Gunner. Gunner is facing two of these mercenaries. They are all wearing an emblem of a vulture on their chests, which Gunner is not feeling too comfortable about right now. And they look very gleeful about taking him down and bringing him in. Yeah, well, good luck to them, because Gunner is going Beyblade mode. It's Morbin time. It's It's Morbin time. Okay, so Gunner is going to uh, attack the one nearest the... What did you call this episode? Yes, the the Stalagmerge. So he's going to attack the one by the Stalagmerge with his magical short sword. It's cocked eye. Well, that's a nine. That probably won't do it since he's got nope. that nice splint on there. But fortunately, he's going to come come around in traditional Beyblade fashion. Wow, that is a second two. <laughs> I rolled two twos in a row. Yeah, Gunner, Gunner okay, spins but- like a Beyblade and he accidentally splits the Red Sea instead of hitting this guy. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and like any good Moses... Beyblade wielder Gunner can use his bonus action to come around a third time. Yeah, get it. God, him. please. <laughs> a third time. Oh, thank God. That is so much better. Th- that's a 19. That will <laughs> that will hit. Thank goodness. Okay. <laughs> well, that. So Gunner is going to use a bardic inspiration because apparently he needs help. And he is going to use uh, one of his blade flourishes. Specifically, he's going to use the defensive flourish. So I get a little extra damage, a little extra AC. Well, could have been better. So all in all, that's going to be 14 piercing damage. So he's going to stab him in the shoulder. Oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, like he, he goes right through a gap in the armor, and the guy yells out in pain. He's got like some streams of red running down his clothes now. Yeah, and then Gunner kind of whirls around and takes sort of a um, defensive position. Although not that great of one, because he only gets plus two. Could have been as much as plus eight, but just plus two. And that is going to be Gunner's turn. All right, so we are on to Theo. He, uh, Theo looks at this Dragonborn again, and this time he feels even bigger and taller, because this guy just hasn't hit anybody, and he's just getting the crappy out of him. He says... I guess you weren't my size after all. And I'll swing again with advantage using reckless attack. So rude. Fez is so proud. <laughs> that's, a, that's a 22 to hit. That will hit. Okay, so this is D12. Oh boy, that was almost max damage. That's 14 on that hit. Okay, so Theo manages to clip one of his sword arms with the axe, and he stumbles down. He did enough damage. He's bleeding profusely from his arm, and he's barely holding on to his great sword with his other hand. Theo swings around and comes in for the finishing blow. He's going to cut him in half. <laughs> no! <laughs> he's not trying to do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a, uh, that's a 20 to hit. <laughs> that will hit. Okay. 
And that is uh, 10 damage. All right, that's enough to down him. Yeah. Sophia swings his axe and he cuts him in half down the middle. No, I didn't just want to. Shattering that. his armor <laughs> no. and sending his guts flying everywhere. Oh, no, I just yeah, wanted to go gone. into the shoulder where the heart is. Spr- no, it's not. There's a spray of blood up to Fio's face, and he closes his eyes he didn't as he drinks in the no, bloodlust. Stop! Stop! <laughs> and Aegon looks down at the ground and shakes his head. <laughs> no! <laughs> no, he just went uh, to hit the chest where the heart is. In all, in all seriousness, yeah, he probably just brings it down on the guy's left shoulder and cleaves deep enough to get to his heart and just sends him to the ground. Okay, thank you, Josh. <laughs> That's terrifying. It looks it actually looks more terrifying and less less comical this way. Thank you. Like in fact the guy next to Vez is like looking at the boss on the ground. He looks at Vez, he looks at Theo, and he's like uh, uh, I uh, uh. <laughs> And then Theo will step into the, the bonfire and stand right next to that uh, that guy I surrender! I surrender! I surrender! <laughs> oh, well, seeing seeing Theo step into that, Aegon's gonna drop his concentration on create bonfire. Okay. He doesn't oh, want Theo nice looking guy. any cooler. Well, no, he did it because he doesn't <laughs> want you to look cool. <laughs> that was a really cool move, but he doesn't want that to happen. Yeah. So right as Theo's stepping into it, just whoosh, the fire goes away, and then feels like, wow, now I just look like a big man. I don't look like a demon anymore. <laughs> the heck, Aegon. I mean, it's still kind of cool that he steps there, and that's what dis- that's what looks like disperses the fire. And now yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, well God's gonna take a free action and say, "I'm the one that did that. It was me." <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Regardless, the, the crossbow-toting mercenary with a head full of bricks um, is still declaring his surrender. Uh, well, we'll see if he drops his crossbow. Uh, he does not. Oh, In fact, he, he as he's saying he surrenders, you can see him turning his crossbow to aim it at you. <laughs> well, he does have advantage. <laughs> uh, that's Fio's turn. That's Fio's turn. Okay, Aegon, it is your turn. Ah, well, with the big guy down, Aegon is going to turn his attention and try to help Gunner, who is not having good luck up there. It seems. He's about to get double teamed. Yeah. Uh, so there. Well, he was quadruple teaming them a second ago. That's fair. <laughs> that was easy. Yeah, yeah actually. Up, but now he's now he's uh well equal number. Double teaming he, him. He still has a double up, so it's two against two. Yeah. yeah. I'd say it's a fair fight. You can go help uh, Theo out. <laughs> if you doesn't yeah, need I'll go help, intimidate. He just took down. I'll go intimidate this guy. God dang it! Nah, it's Satan. Aegon's <laughs> going to step forward a little more. And you know what? I think, yeah, he, he liked how Create Bonfire worked last time, so he's going to create a bonfire underneath the man next to the stalagmerge as well. Oh, okay. <sighs> Good so old stalagmerge. That's a de- dexterity saving throw. Oh, that's going to be a five. Oh, that doesn't do it. He's going to take 2d8 fire damage. Uh, that is... 11 plus 4 is 15 fire damage. Oh, wow. So the flames erupt around him, and actually a some of his armor around his waist falls off because you burn through his buckles and his like, uh, leather straps, and he's he's freaking out. He's on fire. Yeah. It's <laughs> awful. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're... Onto the mercenaries, and the one standing next to Vez and Fio is gonna say, First witches, now Satan, I can't take this anymore. And he is going to throw down his crossbow and pull out his battle axe or oh, boar axe. I had such hope and for him. And he is gonna swing at Fio, and he's like, You like that axe? You like that axe? Well, try my axe! And he's gonna make two axe attacks against you. Have his advantage. Yeah, eat his axe. <laughs> Shut Kick up. his axe. <laughs> so he has advantage. Uh, so that's going to be a 24 on the first one. Definitely hit. Oh, boy. That's going to be 10 damage to Theo. And Theo is not raging, so it all goes through. And Theo is not going to flinch. And then he's going to make a second attack. That's going to be a an unnatural 20. A dirty 20, some would yep, say. Yep, that'll hit, that'll hit too. That's going to be minimum damage. That's going to be four. So I think with that one, he just kind of leans in after he gets hit and just kind of just glares at him down. Uh, 
<laughs> and he literally looks like he's freaking out. Uh, but then the two near gunner are going to go. And the one in the bonfire is going to move through his ally's space to a spot that the bonfire is not occupying. And then he is going to make two swings against gunner with his longsword. Okay. That is a natural 20 and a 23. The natural 20 hits a duplicate. Okay. And then I don't have any duplicates. So what, what was the second one? Well, first of all, Gunner sees his duplicate get castrated oh by a longsword. Whoa. Whoa. No. <laughs> That's a lot. Holy crap. <laughs> Gunner's sick mind. And then the 23 is going to come towards you. And I presume that will hit. hit. Yeah. That's unfortunate. So Gunner is going to avoid the same fate because that is a minimum damage roll. Uh, so that's going to be four slashing damage to your upper thigh. <laughs> he's, he's still he's still all roided up from his shifter phase, so that, that, that just kind of cuts into the temp hit points a little bit. Okay. And then the other one, the one with the maul, is going to step forward, and he's going to swing that at Gunner twice. Well, that's another natural one. And then a 19. Man, if only I'd rolled higher on that D8. Yeah, 19 will do it. Okay, and that's going to be another 10 bludgeoning damage. Okay, well, 10 pit points are gone now. Yeah, so Gunner avoids a longsword slash and then barely backsteps from a massive hammer. And then we are on to Jasper. Move forward, and I'll cast Firebolt at the one closest to Stalagnate. <laughs> the stalagmite. That's its real name, guys. <laughs> he will ah. get a plus two to his AC because you're firing through Gunner. All right. I already used up my spell for the round, so <laughs> that's a twenty-four. Oh nice. boy, that—that's definitely a hit. That's two damage. <laughs> no, uh, Nate, you, you roll. You, you roll two d ten. That's six damage. Yeah, it is. Okay, not the best roll, but it's something. It clips the guy wielding the maul, and he kind of stumbles back. He's like, what's going on? They've got two witches. <laughs> Leave the stalagmite alone. <laughs> it's called stalagmerge. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, see, it's where the stalagmite and the stalactite over, like, thousands of years because of the limestone and the water dripping. You're like... Like eventually they come down and Dude. they merge together, so it's Dude, called a stalagmite. Dude, <laughs> yeah, I say I, I think at that point, like Gunner Gunner's sword is like like <laughs> wears just like an inch from his throat. It's like pay attention, otherwise it's it's gonna make it and too then easy. I scream at Gunner, hey, we're having an intellectual conversation. <laughs> yeah, it's not very often you meet people who have an equal interest in spelunking as you do. Step. Yeah. <laughs> so, he, he ducks hey, if you put down, I'll then say it's a free action. If you put down your weapon, we can continue talking. Oh, oh. Uh, he looks like he still wants to fight, though. So, ah. we're going to move on to Vez. So, we're back over at the idiot with the crossbow. Well, he threw his crossbow away, but now Vez and Theo are ganging up on him. So, Vez, what are you going to do? This is your last chance, friend. If you drop the weapon, we won't kill you. Uh, uh. Uh-huh. Can Fio make it? No, we can't do it. It's not his turn. Damn it. I should have made an intimidation check. Damn it. You can make an intimidation check if you would like, Janelle. Okay. With advantage because we'll of Fio? No. Uh, I mean, her. she just kill his boss. And step I mean, he thinks flame. she's a witch I'll, and she's got I mean, extra think, arms. I, I'll say he thinks she's a witch and he thinks Fio is a devil and he thinks Aegon is Satan. So, Janelle, <laughs> I, think, I think you get advantage. Yeah. Intimidation. Here we go. Okay. 18. Okay, he wisely drops his weapon and he says, Okay, don't 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 send me to hell. <laughs> yes, I, I repent did. for my sins. I'm sorry, I didn't I didn't mean to steal from that store. I didn't mean to kill those orphans. Oh I didn't God, no. mean to light the forest on fire. I I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my god. Like, can Jasper hear this? Yeah, I, I think everyone hears it, yeah. Oh no! Oh, later. No! Why did he have to say yeah, he, it? He has, 
he has thrown down his weapons and he is now prone because he's like prostrated himself and he is begging that Satan spares him. I just wish he hadn't said the orphans. Oh, he's screwed now. I think that was a wise decision. She'll pick up his strewn weapons and walk away from him. Is that that's my action right to pick up weapons? I, I'd say, yeah, I'd, I'd say you're, you're fine. You can you can just pick up his weapons. Okay. Like you can grab his crossbow and then you can grab his sword. Okay. So she will grab the mercenary's weapons so he can't have them anymore, and she'll walk around the dead dragonborn across the river, scramble up the side of the- She'll like step on his chest and his arms like, <laughs> like pop up. Oh, God. oh God. No, she's not And then that. She, runs, she runs across the water and she scales the, the outcropping and she gets up and she's about 10 feet away from Gunner's battle. Yeah, and then she'll. So I know you said the river was kind of moving. If she were to toss those like into the river, would the river kind of carry them away? Uh, probably the crossbow, but not the sword. Okay, she'll just toss those weapons kind of to the side, to her, like right, I guess. Okay, so like still on the level she's on on the dry yeah, ground, but definitely out of reach of everybody else. Okay, so is that her turn? Yeah, because that was yeah her action and and movement. So yep. All right, so Gunner. Gunner is still confronted by these two mercenaries. They are looking in disgust at their ally who has given up. <laughs> but you can also see just like a twinge of uncertainty in their eyes. Your friend's got the right idea. Yeah, well, he's dumb as a box of rocks. Well, he's going to be the only one who's alive after this, and Gunner's going to try and stab the, uh, the one... Uh, the, the the more hurt of the two. Okay, so the one wielding the longsword. Yes. Okay. Finally rolling better this time. That's an 18. Yep, that'll hit. Okay. So that is nine piercing damage. Yeah, and he, he's like, <laughs> you talk big for it. And <laughs> you like get him like across the like side and get a nice deep cut on him. He's bleeding from multiple places now. And now Gunnar goes for the stomach. Okay, well, he misses. Because that's a 12. But then, is any good Beyblade wood? All right, I, 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 I got to drop the Beyblade. Is, is any good warrior wood? Gunnar's going to swir- whir around with his bonus action and try to hit him again. Okay, that is a 26 day. And much like God smites Pharaoh's army, Gunnar is going to smite this mercenary. Oh my god. Oh my god. Using right, a Beyblade. So <laughs> you know what? He sees that he's not doing too good. I'm going to go for another Bardic Inspiration. Same flourish, defensive flourish. That is almost max damage. Oh my god. Dice. So that is going to be 17 piercing damage. I think you actually do get a nice stab into his gut. You make it through his armor. The angle you go in, you think you miss a lot of important stuff, but you pull out and he's bleeding profusely. He is barely standing and he looks like he might give up. Yeah, and so I rolled max on my D8, so I get a plus eight to my AC to the start of my next turn. So I got a 24 ace. Holy crud. Okay, so Gunner stabs him, and he goes into a super defensive stance. And he's like, okay, I give up. (laughs) I give up. And his ally standing next to him is like, fuck it, fine. He throws down his weapon in disgust. (laughs) I give up too. Whatever. (laughs) Whatever the fuck you want to do, we give up. We're done. (laughs) Fight's over. Yay! Oh my god. What a bunch of good guys. Okay, Gunner takes his yield. What are you gonna do with us now? Question is, what does Jasper do that the fight's over? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, I go kill the other guy who said he hurt orphans. What are you gonna, are you like gonna run over there? Yeah, walk over there. Yeah, I think just a quick firebolt is enough to finish him off. Jasper, what do you... The dump, the dumbass standing next to Theo, who had uh, who was the first to give up, is like, so, 
is my soul saved now? And then there's a burst of fire and his chest explodes. Joshua, what are you? Oh my god! And the, uh, the two other mercenaries are like, What the fuck? Jasper, that's not cool. Uh, he was unarmed. Did you did you hurt orphans? And he looks at the other two. No, no. Nope, definitely, definitely no. Nope, we did not. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hit her. I did not. Oh my gosh, what a <laughs> terrible movie. So uh, you, guys like astonished. Two, you guys So you guys now have two of these mercenaries uh, at your mercy. One of them is severely wounded, but he looks like he'll survive. The other one is almost in full health, but he gave up because all, all of his allies did. And he actually just looks pissed off more than anything. So uh, what are you doing here? I, uh, I didn't know Vulture had uh, an interest in caves these days. Why would I tell you anything? Jasper, there's, there's another one. Oh, good. The faster I kill him, the faster we continue on. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, fine. That's how we're going to play. No, Jasper, don't do it. Yeah, Jasper, don't do it. Oh, my God. Come on. I, and Gunnar, Gunnar says this real quietly to try and, like, not alert everyone. I don't know what he told you, but um, I used to do good work, really good work. Um, so... In all, in all, in all honesty, Warrior to Warrior, we underestimated you entirely. You looked kind of like a wimp until you did the shape change thing and you grew the fur and the claws and then you looked really scary. And now I understand why the vulture tended to contact you whenever he needed something done. So that's our bad. I apologize. Um, you seem like you're actually pretty cool. So... <coughs> Um, could I, could I help my buddy here? He, like, he's, he might die. Nah, he's fine. Hey, he's fine. He's fine. <coughs> Weapons okay. first. Then you can help him. <laughs> let's, let's, let, uh, let's talk. So, um. She'll go scoop their weapons while they're talking. <laughs> yeah, so th- this is the, the, the healthy guy. Um, he, he's dropped his maul. He lets Vez take it away. And he says, honestly, the boss said you'd be coming through here. Didn't expect that you'd actually appear. This is kind of, kind of weird. Yeah, I, uh, I, I just, if I, but he sent you here just to bring me in. Oh no, we're we're, we're here to guard the cave for that that weird professor freak. Oh, he just said you. The boss just said you might be coming. Hey, let's play a game. I'm gonna count to five. Tell us what I'd like to know. Oh, oh. Oh, we're going to continue on with the cave. Uh, oh, okay. And then Jasper begins getting his hands ready and nice and warm. Oh, okay, well, wait, wait, what do you want to know? I'm an open book. I mean, as Who's long as you promise cave? that you'll let us go. I keep my promises, as long as you keep your word that you didn't hurt orphans. I have never hurt an orphan. I, in fact, I'm an orphan myself, you see. Oh boy. Made, and made like plenty them. of them, but never hurt any. <laughs> no, yeah, he, he's like he's like no. thinking that, but he's not saying it. <laughs> oh my god, that's awful. That's fine. Jasper's cool at that. He's, he's done just, it a few times himself. He's just gonna trust him what he says, or well, anyway, what, what 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 do you want to know? <laughs> There's something at the end of the cave. What is it? I don't know. I the mage just seems really excited about it. That professor dude. He I just he kept muttering about stuff. None of it really made sense. He said something, I don't know, about a, a relic. Like, whenever... He said something about a big doorway opening and, cha- like, messing up the land. And then there's something down there that he calls, like... I don't know, he calls, he calls it the, the... I don't know, what'd he call it? <coughs> he called it the Gateway of Souls. <coughs> Oh my god! Yeah, that's what he called. That's, that's what he called it. You know, like he, he seemed like he was talking like it was like a thing you could use to like make souls or like draw them from wherever they're normally drawn from, but like without the natural process. I don't know. I'm just I'm just a warrior. I don't know what he's talking about. All right, uh, five minutes are up. Thank you so much. Um, I'm gonna tie you guys up, and we'll be back in a second. All right, guys, let's go. Hold on, we have to look at all these things. 
Look at all those things up there. Hey, that that's our stuff. Don't take our stuff. Well, you don't need yes, it. Yes, dealing's bad. You don't need it anymore. We kind of do. It's kind of our stuff. Well, a chest there, that's yours? This, that, that's ours, yeah. but it, it's also ours. No, come on, guys. Listen, you've been, you, you've been in this business long enough. That's not yours anymore. Forget about it. It's mine now. Just think of it as your atonement for what you've done. You killed two of our friends. I didn't. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. It's the, your, te- your tiefling friend over there can take the treasure. I don't what have any, any problems with him. This doesn't make any sense. The rest of you can fuck off. <laughs> I'm just, it's me. Yeah. Well, I'm not even there. What the hell? Oh. Hey, he cut, he cut someone in half. There we go. There we go. Hey, God, I'm like to like open this chest right here. Oh my god. Okay. <clears throat> so if the chest is uh, completely unlocked and he opens it up and inside he sees that there are four potions of healing inside of it. Oh baby. Hey, <laughs> those, those those are if we get hurt. I really appreciate it if you left one of those for our, my friend here. Oh, you know what? I I will. I th- is everybody okay with us leaving one for this fine gentleman? No, I'm not. Listen, can I just... I can really use it. Gunner, come on. This, yeah. this is cruel. He's like Oh, just, on just help door. the guy out. You almost killed him, Gunner. Yeah, well, almost. It's true. I, I, I want to know one thing before I give you anything. If he let you out of here, I don't want you to say anything to the vulture. I don't want to see either of you ever again. You understand me? It's, it's a promise. It's a promise, definitely. <laughs> can I... You know I just... I do we have it? absolutely nothing to gain from it. In fact, we probably don't want to report back to the vulture because he'll probably do terrible things to us, as you probably have experienced. So, um, yeah. And Gunner's, Gunner's, Gunner's having flashbacks to like his burning tower. Gunner just like he's like gripping his short sword. His arm is like shaking. Like he, re- like he's just, he he he's associating this emotion with the with the guy in front of him, and but but he stops himself before he does anything. He's like, Aegon, give him the potion, and then and then you two get out of here. Oh boy, hey, what's in these bags over here too? Uh, that that's our money. Don't touch that. It's yours. No, no. L- l- listen, I said you get fun potion, and then you get out of here. So that's it. You take it, or I kill you. Those are the options. What do you want to do? Uh, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll take the potions and we'll, we'll go. We, we, no, get out! No, okay, can we get the potion first? My buddy yeah, can't yeah, even here, walk. Here, here you go. Take the potion. In fact, and here, he I'll, takes the I'll, potion. I'll, I'll, I'll give it to him. I'll, I'll pour it into his mouth. Here you go. No, no, that's, 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 that's not cradles, necessary. cradles his head and starts <laughs> dumping it into his mouth. <laughs> like, it's, like, it's like feeding a baby. What the and he's like, this baby so baby. weird. Ah, <coughs> oh, thanks. I, wow. Yes. Now devote the rest of your lives to to helping the people instead of hurting them. Yep. Sure. Cool. We'll do that. Perfect. And if you don't, I'm gonna hunt you down. Well, you won't have to worry about seeing us ever again. So, uh, if you guys are gonna go that way, we'll just go this way. Oh. I continue scouting ahead. Yeah, J- Jasper is like waiting at like the the end of the chamber. He's ready to keep going down the tunnel. What, what a couple of fine young lads. Yeah, fine young lads. All right, Gunner, grab their bags. Caught Let's go. In, caught up in caught up in all kinds of troubles they don't even understand. Yeah. So a couple of idiots. So uh, Gunner does grab their bags, and they are pretty heavy. And there is hmm. 100 gold pieces. Holy crap. Oh my god. For yes. each mercenary. What? That's insane. Oh so well, now I know a, why they a, were so upset. A total, it took it's them. a total of 400 gold pieces. That's crazy. Shit. Okay. Um, <laughs> holy crap. Uh, while, while all that was happening, uh, Theo was just kind of dragging the, the two dead bodies up onto the shoreline. Uh, out of the water and crossing their arms and giving them the best sort of half barrel you can. He's not going to dig a grave or anything just yet, but he's he's putting them in a more respectful position. Very bittersweet about this whole exchange, but he's very proud of his his teammates. 
Gunnar calls out, Don't bother, Theo. If they had died the way that they lived, then they could have just been corpses in the street. They don't deserve any more than what you've given them. Just leave them. Uh, Theo won't say anything. He'll just nod and then walk towards Jasper. Is there any other stuff here at the camp? You guys uh, take maybe a minute or two to kind of peruse it. Uh, They do have a table off to the side that looks like they used to repair their equipment. They just kind of brought it down here with them. And then there's a small stack of crates, but it looks like it's just basic supplies. Like there's some food, there's some extra materials, like some armor repair stuff, some weapon maintenance equipment, etc. Nothing that stands out. Okay. Yeah. Well, Jasper, you uh, I guess we can head on. Finally. <laughs> Let's go. Faster, Theo. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going. I'm, I'm literally in front. I just yeah, got it. Yeah. So our, our adventurers continue down the path. The cave goes deeper and deeper. They go maybe another 100 feet with the water flowing at their heels, kind of splashing up until they reach another chamber. It's about the same size as the other one, and it's just as irregularly shaped. Uh, But this one seems to be empty. They kind of reach the mouth of it. The water actually splits and kind of moves around an island that takes up the vast majority of the center of the room. That's not even really fair to call it an island. It's more like they're... It's almost like the water just splits into two tiny little streams before rejoining at the other end and continuing to flow. But there is like a large, massive uh, rock in the middle. But there are a couple of stalagmerges in there. Right? Yes, there, there are some stalagmerges in there. <laughs> oh, 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 thank God. I was really worried. I was like, if I don't see those, then we have to turn back. But since they're here, we're going to go. Uh, so, Josh, if Theo kind of follows the stream a little bit and looks at the end of the um, tunnel here... Does it seem like it ends? It does for a moment. The water seems to just run down a short, like 20 foot stretch of tunnel before disappearing. But as he gets closer, he realizes he can hear the sound of falling, splashing water. Oh. And he gets a little bit closer and he can see that it actually turns into a drop. Like it reaches the end of this tunnel and then there's an opening about three feet tall and 10 feet wide where the water is spewing down and he looks and you can see about 30 feet down the water seems to be splashing well, sorry does Theo have dark vision? Yes. I keep forgetting. But not greater okay. dark vision he can just s- like standard dark vision well there's no such thing as greater dark vision well I don't know Aegon has all the time has dark vision Theo. devil sight this room is completely dark unless you have dark vision or you have a torch mm-hmm. so Theo's looking down this tunnel you can see 30 feet down the water falls into a pool. Okay. Like a reasonably deep pool. Okay, cool. Says himself, okay, okay. And then he'll walk back uh, and relay all the information. And then he'll say, if if we want to continue on, we could use a couple of our ropes and maybe run the stalagmages there because that's definitely their name in this world. And we can maybe use that as an anchor to, to get down. It's like a little waterfall. Stalagmates. Well, no, these ones connect, so it's a stalagmerge. You would need to use 70 feet of rope to be able to climb down because the... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to calling them columns because this is just dumb. <laughs> because the, the columns are about 40 feet away from this this hole, and then it's 30 feet down. Right. So you, would, right. you have to take two 50-foot lengths of rope, and you would basically be sacrificing them. Right. Yeah, I'm trying to think how how long are the ropes that come in and explore? Uh, it should be 50 feet. feet. I'm pretty yeah. sure. No. Yeah. yeah, that's what mine says. Mine says 50 feet. So you'd have you probably you you probably have enough, but you'd be yeah. leaving it there. This trip is one way, anyways. Let's go. Well, hold on. Who said that? <laughs> that's kind of ominous. Josh, wait, what the hell? Yeah, I was gonna say. What are you not telling yeah, us? But wait a minute. No, you can't just. Say I was that. gonna say if it's if it's Von Vey, then you can go by yourself, dude. Like, seriously, this is crazy. No, Jasper. You okay? Let's go, hurry. Jasper, look at us. Jasper, what is at the end of this tunnel? What is at the end of this thing that you're... The wizard. Jasper, you just said it's a one-way trip. Are you joking or are you being serious? Because you need to tell us right now. I am joking. Ha, ha, ha. As Jasper continues tying the ropes together. Uh, uh, Is that a... I really can't tell, Jasper. Hurry up. 
gotta find the wizard. Jasper, high five me right now if you're joking. Jasper looks and goes, what's a high five? It's the hand to hand. Jasper, what the hell? He tied it. Well, I don't think you want him to tie rope. I think you should tie the rope. What you're smarter, better for stuff. Yeah, it's a sleight of hand with intelligence. So, I mean, Fia hands him the rope, and if anybody has to do the rope. 12. Hey. Okay. So that's a, that's a 12 to tie the ropes together. So now what's uh, the roll going to be to tie to the column? 22. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah all right. It's, it's pretty sturdy. That's what we need, baby. That's what we need. So you wrap the rope around the column, and you take this really long length, and you kind of feed it down this uh, small waterfall into the chamber below. And now you'll be able to climb down without any problems. Okay, I'll go first. <laughs> I was going to say, before they climb down, Fia wants to look at one of the outcroppings in the room that's uh, sort of to their right as they're walking down. Is there anything in there? Or is it just kind of like a little alcove? So I'm glad you asked, AJ. Yeah? Because, yes, there is something in there. I don't like the way you're saying it, though. <laughs> yeah. There is something. So Fia walks in... And he, why don't you give me a perception? I'll give you, give you this. Give me a perception check. Oh boy! Oh, fail, fail, fail! What is? Why? Why are you like this? <laughs> I want to see something happen. <laughs> uh, oh no! He got a five, eight total. <laughs> Let's go. So Theo walks into this alcove. Um, he steps onto the stone ground. He's leaving some wet footprints, and he doesn't see these splashes of water that were already pre-existing on the stone ahead of him. And he walks forward, and the room is empty. Oh. He takes a second to look around. That's weird. And as he turns to leave, he didn't really pay much attention to the large stalactite hanging from the ceiling. No! And as he walks away, a single eye opens on the stalactite and a toothed maw slowly opens. No! And tentacles begin to reach out from the stalactite towards him. Roll for initiative, everyone. Yay! Ah! AJ! Oh, guys, this is bad. Guys, fear rolled a two. Well, it doesn't matter because you're surprised anyway. I know, but it's even worse now. Well, it's funny because I just rolled a two on the die. so now. Oh, twinsies. Twinsies. Uh, yeah, guys, looks like there's nothing around here. I think we can just go down the rope. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm going to... Ah! <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the tentacles are probably going <laughs> to lash around his legs and pull him up. <laughs> Uh, I will also say this since it's a chamber, this thing is ten feet off the ground. Oh my god! I, I oh, we face these things in our home games. These things are terrifying. I hate them so much. I do love the image of him being like, "Oh yeah, everything's okay," and then you just see him scream <laughs> as he like is pulled back by his ankles and... into the darkness up where yeah. Okay, so, so here, let me, let me narrate the scene then as it as this occurs. So Theo's <laughs> turning around and he's leaving, and these tentacles are slowly reaching down and I think since Vez is the closest she looks over at Fio as he kind of emerges and he's like yeah I mean this, this, this is kind of weird there's just this little alcove over here and then she sees the tentacles emerge from the darkness behind him and since you guys are all surprised we skip all of your initiatives because you guys really can't do anything and the roper with its one in the initiative <laughs> gets to try to hit Theo with its tentacles. Oh my god. So these tendrils deal no damage, but if they hit you, you are grappled. Oh god. Okay. So oh god. one of them's gonna lash down at Theo. That's gonna be a twenty-six. <laughs> yep, that'll hit. So there's kind of like a sound of a whip as this tentacle wraps around his leg and just pulls him to the ground and pulls him into the darkness. Ah! And it's going to pull <laughs> him up 10 feet into the air to where its mouth is because it's going to use its real ability. It can move you, move you 25 feet towards it. Oh, my God. So I'm going to say you're under it where you are right now. 
uh, but still adjacent to it. You're like 10 feet off the ground, and then it is going to try to bite you. That's going to be a 17 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. Oh, boy. No. That's going to be 27 points of piercing Jeez. damage to oh Theo. Oh, my God. He's as gone. this thing pulls him into the air, and Theo lets out a yell as its teeth clamp around him, and it starts to try to pull him in deeper into its mouth. And the rest of the party only has enough time to shout and turn to look as they see Theo's blood begin to speckle the ground beneath him. hope you enjoyed this episode if you did share it and our other episodes with your friends family and co-workers your boss if you're daring visit our website to find your copy of a DD quick starter guide and feel free to join our growing community on the various social media platforms in the description there we discuss episodes dungeons and dragons and stem topics that we all love thanks again for listening we can't wait to see you here at applied dungeoneering some of the background music in this episode is from Monument Studios. Check out their other music at monumentstudios.net.